This chazor is echinish b'achik has to shlag. Remember, Yehudim sechdes baba kama daf samachimol. Correcting Gemara, the Gemara initially dashed the klal pratu klal, then said that the word kol, which was used as the first klal, should instead be understood as an inclusionary term. The Gemara now yes, we find the word kol is used as a klal pratu klal, and not as an inclusionary term. Like we're taught in Maisa, regarding Maisa and Abraisa, so how can we over here we say it's an inclusionary word? Gemara says the word bichol, that's used regarding Maisa, is a klal, but the word kol, like it says over here by Kefal, is simply an inclusionary word. And, and Gemara gives another answer, even if kol is normally a klal, in this case it's not, because we already have sukkum the dash and klal regarding kefal. Therefore, the word al-kol dvar pesha must be written as an inclusionary term. For that, now that we've established that kol comes to include all items, what does each example in the Pesach, ox, donkey, sheep, garment, come to include? Where said one excludes land, one excludes slaves, one excludes documents, and the word salma, garment, excludes any item that does not have a simon. The word al-kol avedo are needed for the drosh of Rechiba Abba, who said in the name of Yechana, if Hashem Aveda falsely claims that the found item was stolen from him, he also has to pay kefal to the owner. Zakim Revaita Mishnah says of a person Gave an item to a shomer chinam and asked the shomer, "Where's the item that I gave you to watch?" The shomer said, "I lost it," which would make him potter from having to pay. And the owner then says, "The owner of the item says, I want to I hereby make you swear that you truly lost it.'" And the shomer says, "Amen," which makes that he made the shvur. And witnesses then testify that the shomer ate or used the item. The shomer has to pay for the principal value. If the shomer admitted on his own that he swore falsely, he has to pay for the principal plus an additional fifth, and he has to bring an osham. If when the owner asked him, "Where's the item?" The shomer said, "It was stolen from me." And the owner says, "I hereby make you swear that it was stolen." And the shomer says, "Amen," which again makes that he made the shvur. And witnesses then testify that the Shemer ate or used the item, the Shemer has to pay kefal. If the Shemer admitted on his own that he swore falsely, he has to pay for the principal, for an additional fifth, and he must bring an Oshem. For the Eknema, we see from the mission that the Shemer only pays kefal when he claims it was stolen from him and not when he claims to have lost it. Moreover, even if he claims it was stolen, it seems that he'll only pay kefal if he swore falsely. How do we know these halachas? So, everything more, Bryce says the Pasuk regarding a Shemer claiming that the item was stolen says, Im yimotze haganav. This refers to the Shemer who claims the item was stolen when in fact he kept it for himself. Ah, you'll suggest that maybe it's referring to a case when the when the item was actually stolen, but then, but that can't be because the public later says if the ganav is not found, he has to pay kefal, which certainly refers to a case when uh, when the shemer made a false claim that the item was stolen. There's another price that says imimotzi haganav. Uh, and the Bryce says that that Pasuk refers to a case when it was actually stolen. You'll suggest maybe it's referring to a case where the item was not actually stolen, but it can't be, because the Pasuk later says if the Ganav is not found, he has to pay cable. It certainly refers to the case when the Shemir made a false claim that the item was stolen. Therefore, it must be that the earlier Pasuk was referring to where it was actually stolen. We see that both prices hold that later in the Pasuk, the case being discussed is where the Shemir makes a claim that the item was stolen, although it was not, and the Shemir pays cable. How we know this only applies when he swore? Mara says the person says the owner shall bring the shomer to bez, and we learn from Xavier Shav that the first to making a shvur. For that, according to the second brayse, it makes sense why both sukkim are needed. One discusses the case of an actual ganav, and one discusses the case of a false claim of a ganav. However, according to the first brayse, where both refer to a false claim of a ganav, why two sukkim needed? And if the one is needed to teach, and if the shomer makes a false claim that the item was lost, he will not have to pay kefal. How will the other brides learn this? The puzzle, the puzzle could have said Ganif and instead says Haganif, which teaches us halacha. How will the town of the other brides adopt the word Haganif? He uses it for the Joshua of Chibar Abdin Rabbi who says that Hashem falsely claims it was stolen, the subject of halachas of Kefal and the halachas of Dal of the Hay. How will the town of the second brides learn this? And the Gemara, he'll say the puzzle we're discussing a true Ganif and the puzzle discussing the Shemir who made a false claim of Ganif are right next to each other. This creates a hekish between the two, teaching that all halachas of a Ganif apply, and we may not refute the hekish and Meshiv and all the hekish. In fact, according to the first brides, so how do we know there is a of kefal by a regular ganav. It can't be learned from a kabbalah from a shomer because then we should require the ganav to swear like the shomer under the principle of dayay. And for the gemara, we learn that a regular ganav has to be kefal from a brayzer told by chizkiyah. The brayzer says the pasuk says in himhamate timate biyado yihagneva mishar ad chamor ad se chayim shnayim yishalim. The pasuk could have just said shor and gneva, and we could have learned all other items from that. The brayzer says. 
If we'd only say those two, we would say just like an ox is a valid for a carbon, so two only items that are valid for a carbon, which wouldn't have to, uh, which would include a sheep. And the fact that the pasuk explicitly says se, the pasuk mustn't come to include all the other items. If so, why didn't the pasuk just say ox, sheep, and gneva? As the Bryce says, we would think that only animals whose firstborn become kaddish are included. From the fact that the pasuk explicitly says donkey, the pasuk must must come to include all items. If so, why didn't the pasuk just say ox, sheep, donkey, and gneva? We would think that only animals are included. From the fact that the pasuk explicitly says chayim, the pasuk must come to teach uh, and include all items. The prices, this prices serves as a source of careful payments for by, by a regular by a case of a regular ganaf.